Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that's been taken over by lizard people as it continues its march towards episode 100. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, shedding his skin to become a better person. I Oh, crap, I'm the wrong animal. Oh, no. I started as a lizard, but now I'm like a freaky butterfly lizard. How does it flap, flap? <laughs> it's, it's, it's your skin, not a chrysalis, Daniel. My, You assume my skin is not a chrysalis. That was kind of cryptic, and I'm just going to leave that there. Just as I shall leave my former life and enjoy being the abomination I am. Away. Well, we have Janelle here as well, and she's being a normal lizard person and basking in the sunlight and getting some rest. Yes, my rock that I found is the best rock. I don't get eaten by birds here, and which sounds weird, but it's a real problem. And it's very nice and warm, and there are plenty of bugs and no people to try to touch me. So, you know... Uh, all things considered, this is a good rock. Is this my new favorite favorite rock? That's all I got for you. Yeah, that's good. You live in the, the best lizard life you can. Mm-hmm. And speaking of living the best lizard life, uh, Nate's here too, and he's ready to be part of the new lizard-run government. Yes, yes, lizards everywhere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is that abomination out there with the wigs? No, I asked for lizards. <laughs> I did not create lizard land in order to have this happen. <laughs> I am your god. Love me. <laughs> ah, I see. The wonderful lizard butterfly god. I guess that's what the metamorphosis thing was about. Well, anyway, moving on from that weird bit of lore that we've introduced into the podcast now. Joel's here, infiltrating every aspect of the post-lizard society with his numerous disguises. Yeah, I uh, I would say I'm approximately 90% of the people that you know. <laughs> really? Is that, is that so? Yeah. <laughs> That's how good at disguise I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, guys, it's kind of weird. I, I um, For some reason, it feels like the majority of my family is on the podcast. Uh, that is that is very odd, son. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> That's weird coming from my brother. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Lizard butterfly God forgives you. <laughs> well, speaking of forgiveness, uh, finally, we have AJ. And AJ, I just saw your little forked tongue flick out of your mouth there, so... Really got to do a better job of disguising yourself, or we're going to run into some problems when we take over. Oh, jeez. Oh, it happened again. Oh, man. Oh, give me a second. Oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry about that. I just, I saw a mouse out there, and it just, I got hungry, and I lunged for it while you guys were talking, and then I just, you know how it goes. It just, it, it, it goes. But you forgive me, right? Because you said talking about forgiveness? It's not up to me. Butter, butterfly lizard god? Apologies. I was consuming a man. What What have you spoken? No, all good. It's all good. Don't kill me. I forgive <laughs> and I consume. Oh. 
wait, like in the same same moment, or is it just like a forgiveness or a consuming thing? Yes. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, now that we're done role playing as humans, are you guys ready to role play as D and D characters and play some D and D? I thought you were gonna say robot. <laughs> Regardless, he, he, he's got a point. He does have a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robots, robots. Yeah, hey, I'm ready. Uh, sure. As I mean, as long as everyone's ready to get dirty, because I am. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. That's why you were shedding is because you were so dirty. You had to remove all your filth. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but now I'm dirty again. Who knows what I'll turn to? Ooh, actually, Dirty Chrysalis would be a really cool album name for Daniel's uh, singing career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we get started, I will give us a quick recap and then we will jump back into the action. So, last episode, our adventurers talked to Halita to get a little bit more information about this strange professor who had disappeared at Deer Hamin's a few years ago. After she led them to the office, they broke into said office just to have a trap sprung on them, most likely put into place to take care of nosy students. And then finally, after taking care of the threat that had presented itself, our adventurers beheld the wrecked office before them, wondering whatever are they going to do about this mess. So we will jump back into the action. Our heroes are standing in the middle of this small office with just crap strewn everywhere. The fireplace is completely shattered and soot has spilled all over the floor. Several bookshelves have been knocked down and the books and papers have been strewn everywhere. Some of them have become unbound, so there are loose pieces of paper everywhere. And even the main desk area or table more like with all the scrolls and books and notes on it has been upended and the contents strewn everywhere but our adventurers don't think that anyone is coming to investigate anytime soon due to some quick thinking on Aegon's part so what are they going to do? well before we pick everything up I think it's good to look around and see what's Available. I start putting gasoline all over the floor. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> First, Do you I don't have think that? Have in, Do you have but... that in your uh, inventory, Nate? <laughs> no, but I probably have oil. Do I... you though? No, uh, if it's not written down. All right, I cast firebolts at the wall. What? Not yet. Oh wait. God! What? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I feel I was going to step in front of him. Wait, wait, Jasper. Just if you're going to do that, wait till we pick up stuff so it's not on fire. That's the point. No, we want to take it with us as like evidence so we can figure out what's going on. Don't catch it on fire just yet. Then I want your full support in burning down the place. Uh, I, that's literally against everything I believe in, first of all. That's just like against my person. Second of all, like if it was a shed in the back, sure. But like it's part of a very large building. People would die. That's the point, Firebolt. No, just, just, you hit me right in the chest. Come on, dug it off. Also, I'm so sorry, Gunner. I give you so much shit. I'm really glad we came in here because a kid could have gotten in here and died. I, I was wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, Gunner. I give you a lot of I crap. I almost died. Yeah, but you're not a child. You're like old. Okay. 
It's, see, I, a bit is a joke. Gunner is a joke. A joke. Maybe I should die. I don't know. No, Gunner, <laughs> you okay? Gunner, don't cry. You're gonna no, make me not cry. Okay. Come here. I'm sorry. Jasper's trying to set up. He's like, I'm fine. I'm gonna hug you. Come here. Worst of so, all, you're I'm safe. Old, you're safe, Gunner. So Nate, Nate, is Jasper <laughs> legitimately trying to burn this building down? Probably. Why? He'd prefer if it was just burnt down at this point so that he doesn't have to deal with the repercussions of them invading or any investigation. And he's also curious to see if the school's dumb enough to be able to have it get burnt down this easily. <laughs> what did Aegon explain did Aegon explain everything that he he talks to the other people down the hall and there's nobody coming? Did he explain that, right? Well, I will say, first of all, you guys have to take care of Jasper, who is casting firebolts and catching stuff on fire as you speak. Oh Jesus. All right, Theo grabs like a cloak from his bag and starts damping up the fire as he as uh, Jasper's casting it. Like Jasper, give us like five minutes. Come on, be cool. Oh, there's another one. Oh, jeez. Jasper, quit it. All right, there's enough stuff to do around here other than you making a mess. Please, <laughs> Jasper, just like five minutes. I start a stopwatch. Oh, jeez. All right, everybody, <laughs> look for stuff. Uh, do you have a stopwatch? Oh, yeah, jeez. But I know oh, how many no, hours doesn't. are left in the day so yeah, I can right. subtract five minutes. <laughs> oh, his no. feet, his feet <laughs> oh, no. come in handy. He can he count exactly five minutes. He literally is That's a stopwatch. Right. Nate knows which way... I'm sorry, Jasper knows which way is north. Yeah, Nate certainly does Jasper doesn't. knows where the sun is, and if he can keep track of the sun, then somehow he can magically be a stopwatch. Well, no, I just know how many hours are left yeah, in the day. Yeah, he just knows. That's a scary yeah. part. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, even need a son. He just knows. So, so by the way, you guys are also at uh, four and a half minutes left now by Jasper's record. No, come on! This is the end game. Okay, so like investigation checks or perception checks, Josh? I think perception, I'm, Honestly, right? I, I'm just going to... There are some things that you guys do just find as you're looking. For example, Gunner is uh, kind of searching around, and he sees something interesting. Um, on the floor in front of him... He sees an empty envelope. I mean, the wax seal on it's been broken. But when he picks up the envelope and kind of looks at it and kind of partially closes it so that the seal reforms a little bit, he can see that there is a there is an emblem of a vulture on the letter in this professor's office. A symbol that Gunner is familiar with. Gunner gets very pale and just stashes it real quick. Doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's so, fine. He was definitely not paying attention. So, Daniel, you can also give me an investigation check to see if Gunner can locate the letter that was in the envelope. Kind of by looking around the office and looking at what little has been untouched. Maybe he can see how things have been organized. Maybe he can find whatever was in the envelope. Well, that would be great if I rolled higher than a three. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, I rolled a three. I think Gunner sees something and he goes for it towards it, uh, but then Theo steps on it and it just gets all muddy and he can't read it anymore. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm just walking. I, I'm sorry. Fudge for your. I, I mean, um, um, yeah, no, it's Four just minutes. stupid letter. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh. So while they're searching, Theo also finds something. Ooh. Um, he's kind of going through some of the books to see if anything's been stashed there. And he finds kind of more in the corner, he finds some dusty books. They don't look like they've been touched in a long time. 
and he sees that they are all about elemental magic, uh, specifically Ooh. magic to infuse elemental magic to create elementals. And in oh. some of the notes, uh, he kind of pauses for a second because one of them is just a series of notes with a big image in the center of the page and the images of a burning bird, a bird with uh, fire instead of feathers. Oh my God. And so uh, Theo can give me uh, an arcana check to see if he notices anything particular about these. Ooh, I never get to do these. It's fun. Okay, what's my arcana? Oh, it's garbage, right? That's why I don't do that. I mean, I got a 10. Okay, that actually is enough. Um, Because he's just kind of looking at it, and he sees some of the patterns uh, drawn onto this bird, and then some patterns later in the notes actually very closely resemble the swirling patterns on his skin. Oh, my God. But he doesn't know much beyond that. He's just so wide-eyed and just, like, definitely stashes that in his bag and just keeps looking like, holy crap. He's just, like, things like, what what does that mean? What does that mean? And then finally... um, probably, since Jasper is just standing there keeping time and not participating. Um, I think Vez and Aegon are looking around the desk and they find a an area that's kind of a little emptier. Looks like it's been recently cleared off. Not from your fight, but like uh, it's not as dusty as some other parts of the, of the room. And they can see that uh, there is a kind of a scattering of notes on the floor as if like someone had picked up all their stuff and had left in a hurry. And investigating these notes on the floor, um, they can see there's a collection of papers that uh, reference some local legends, uh, specifically uh, multiple mentions of a haunted cave by the lake. Uh, That doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, You're not familiar with that. But most interestingly, there is another sheet with a drawing on it, kind of more of a diagram, and it depicts a strange greenish stone put placed into an amulet a very familiar looking amulet one would say a perfect copy of the amulet that jasper wears around his neck what Ooh. that's so cool oh D- D- jasper jasper hey hey look over here two minutes stop what? talking and look at this stone <laughs> <laughs> this looks like your stuff Jasper takes it and pockets it. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're, you're not, you didn't even look at it. You, you just. I looked at it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Jasper, gets right. a, Jasper gets kind of a weird feeling. Like, I think he's in the middle of saying two minutes and then, like, his. He kind of trails off because for just a moment, he sees Priscilla, his gnomish creator, standing in the corner of the room staring at him. And she is also wearing the amulet. And then he blinks a few times and she's gone. I miss you. Gunner's gonna uh, see if he can pocket any treasure since... Uh, <laughs> One minute! Of course, of course you are. If Jasper's gonna burn down the room anyway, I mean... All right, zero. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, no, no. You said a minute. He gets a you minute. Can't... I get a minute. No, Jasper's well, now changing the rules because he sees you thieving instead. <laughs> He's Was not he's just... not allowed to thieve, but I'm allowed to burn down all this man's possessions. Yeah, you know what? Gunner's going to beat up Jasper. No, oh, actually, Gunner Pie, Gunner Pie hurt his hand. Yeah, Gunner's going to try say. and tickle. He's going to try and tickle Jasper. Oh, he can't do that. He's made is, of metal. Is, is Jasper tickled? No. 
He doesn't feel things very well, remember? Uh, good try. Uh, Gunner's still going to jump on him anyway. <laughs> <And then laughs> Don't it's... burn it down! We, we have so much stuff to look for! And then the best part is he just looks at you and says, Isn't it better when we all work together to actually get something done? Now, stop looting and find information. Oh, he was teaching us. Oh, oh man. Uh, so, Josh, what would I have to roll to pickpocket <laughs> like, Josh? Right past that big like, <laughs> you cannot. Hey, Josh. I, I would not. It's I my personal not. rule to not make rolls against other players. So what Gunnar can do is he can give me a, an investigation check, or maybe the whole group can if they want to maybe see if they can piece together a little more information. Hmm. I'm up Okay. Well, Gunnar will try. Yeah, I'm good at investigating. So if you guys are going to do it as a group, remember uh, at least half of you have to pass, or you can just have one person do it um, and just make them your primary. I mean, Gunnar has got a plus one. I have a plus five. <laughs> I have a plus six. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good half of us. I also yeah. already rolled. Well, I think rolled, Nate, just, Nate just went anything. ahead and rolled. So. I also <laughs> already Doing rolled. it as a group. Oh, we'll just I do mean, a group we're, one. We're doing it. We're just okay. doing it. Okay, Go. I guess we're doing a group one. I got a hey, 25. So I got a 10. <laughs> I got an 18. Theo got a 15. 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you guys are able to kind of investigate more. And you focus in a little bit more on the area that Vez and Aegon had found, where it looks like some stuff was grabbed in a hurry. And by going through some of the notes around you, you kind of have to shuffle through them because some of them are not related whatsoever. Uh, but you're able to put together that this uh, Professor Hundi had uh, been gathering information about this haunted cave, a cave where people have gone missing in the past up until relatively recently if his notes are to be believed and another interesting fact is that people who have gone near the cave but haven't gone in have mentioned hearing voices in their heads something that you guys are very familiar with and regarding his notes uh, some of the notes also reference uh, purchasing waterproof gear for some odd reason well, that's just weird. Waterproof gear. Ah, oh, the haunted cave down by the lake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So at that moment, uh, Fergus pops his head and he says, Hey, guys, you guys find anything? Working on it. Oh, okay. I was just, I just thought I'd let you know because there are people coming down the hallway. Oh, my God. All right, hurry up. <laughs> Quick oh, to gonna... the burning. Quick, out the window, everybody. <laughs> Um, real quick, I think I throws a chair like a... through the window. Aegon, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, the chair hits the window and the chair shatters and bounces back. Oh no! What? Oh my god! Oh wait. Hey, here, let's just let, let's. What's in this door? And he points over to the the eastern wall. Uh, Josh, could we could if you investigate the door and see if it's open or anything right there? Yeah, it's it's unlocked and it swings open, and he peers. Through the door. <laughs> oh god. It's another dragon. He sees the professor's living area. Oh, complete with a bed, a chest, and then what appears to be a smaller unused bed and another empty trunk next to it. Uh, Gunner, look, there's a chest over here. It's probably filled with treasure. Come here. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey guys, they're getting they're, I... they're getting closer and they're they're looking at me. What should I tell them? Uh say you broke your 
foot, and you need them to carry you to get medical attention. Yeah, quick, shut the door and have it lock. Yeah, at that moment, a Fio latches onto Fergus's leg and pulls him down, growling and snarling, and then bolts into the room and leaves a crying Fergus on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what I said to do. I think Gunnar is going to look at the chest real quick. I mean, just just see if he can, like, pop it open real quick, see if there's anything else that might help them. Probably locked, I'm guessing. Um, no, actually, it, it just opens, um, and it's just full of regular stuff, like uh, extra change of clothing, basically the stuff you'd expect someone to store in a trunk in front of their bed, just basic supplies. No, no special letters. Nah. Is it the same thing for the unused bed? Is it just empty? Yeah. Okay. Then Fia's going to rush out to the main room again. Wait, wait, wait. Aegon wants to look at the bed. Josh, can he roll some kind of check to see how many people he thinks sleep in this bed? Oh, yes, because it is it is a two-person bed. Uh-huh. Uh, so why don't you give me just a uh, an investigation check, I'd say. Uh, okay, that is a 20. Okay, you were able to surmise that nobody sleeps in this bed. Ah, uh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Gunnar's going to have his auditor's clipboard at the ready, just in case anything. I mean... Uh, Vez, does that window open at all? Did you see what it did to the chair? If you want to touch it, you can go touch it. Uh, I mean, all right. Field runs <laughs> over there and... <laughs> and uh, two people walk into view. They're wearing some basic, like, uh, light armor, like some leather armor. Which it's kind of a hybrid with the wizarding robes they're wearing. They look to be maybe some sort of campus security, like kind of a maybe a blend between mage and warrior, because they've got weapons at their sides, not drawn, but like um, in sheaths at their side. And they kind of look at you guys, and they look at the destroyed office, and they look at you guys, then they look at the destroyed office, (laughs) then they look at the crying Fergus, back at the office, back at you guys, and one of the masks. Is everything okay here? Uh, Dan Ferg, answer answer their question. Uh, Yeah, so um, we're going to have to go through a lot of paperwork. I'm actually very concerned about your security measures. Uh, I was given uh, a key to enter this room. Uh, It allowed me into the room. The key disappeared. The door locked behind me, and I was attacked. Um, so I, I, this is, I mean, there, there's going to have to be a massive change in security around here. I'm just saying. Okay. You're going to have to give me a deception check. <laughs> you, you whipped out the, the clipboard, right? You whipped out the clipboard. Yeah. He said, I, he, said I, he did that earlier. I know, yes. but like we were, we were fighting. I just want to make sure he said it. <laughs> I'm just scared. Yeah. Okay. That, that is a 20. Exactly. It's a dirty 20. Nice. Okay, that was actually just barely enough. Oh my god! Oh god. <laughs> so the two campus guards are looking around, and one of them looks at the nameplate in front of the door, and he says, well, "Which one of, or any of you, Professor Hundi, or did you come on his behalf?" I presume I'm presuming since you have a key, you did. Just wanted to see if he was here too. Had a key. Yeah, actually, I was handed this key, and I was told to. I was told to come see him, and um, because he, I was told this gentleman was supposed to perform, was supposed to attend part of the audit today, and instead of being here, first of all, he's absent. Second of all, did want to point out, office did explode when I entered in here. 
Is that normal <laughs> for this building? Uh, and they kind of look at each other, and they look back at Gunner, and <laughs> the other one says, Well, it, it, it happens. I mean, you know, if a student tries to sneak in and steal from the professor, like steal like test answers or something, I mean, really the only way you can take care of that is to either mind wipe them or kill them, and that usually varies from professor to professor. Oh, sure. Uh, can, hey, can I get your name and badge number real quick? I, I just want to make sure this is in the notes. So you're telling me that it is normal for whenever visitors come to get attacked, uh, even if they have an appointment. Is that is that correct, you, Mr...? I don't have to tell you anything. Um, Interesting. Okay, well, that's going in the notes. I've got his description for you. We were, we were just here to see what had happened. Because we mm. heard sounds. If nothing is wrong, then I suppose, I don't know, suppose we we'll, we can leave it up to you, wait for the professor to come back. Yeah, well, certainly I can tell you I won't be staying around here. Um, I will have to report this back, what I found here, for <laughs> sure. Um, this, is, this is going to be... I, I hope you're ready. There, there's going to have to be a lot of changes. You better hope this university is still here after I'm done with it. Uh, it you hear it me? It definitely will. I mean, I, I, worst I can see is it paying a fine. That's what it had to do about 10 years ago. I mean, there was a nasty, nasty incident. Um, we, oh. we won't talk about it, though. It, they just had to pay out some money, and it was all, it was all good. Benefits of nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand. Okay, well, everything's in order here, so uh, we'll just be on. Uh, real quick, uh, what what was your name again? Uh, Dan, Dan Ferg. Dan Ferg. Okay. And he takes out his own little clipboard, and he uh, writes some <gasps> notes down in your name. He says, okay, thank you very much. Um, Josh, does he have like a personalized name on his, his thing? When he flips it over, can we see? Does he have a, like, a personalized notepad? No. Damn. I don't come up with names for every single inconsequential character. His name is Jake. I'm not... I did it. No, you it's did. not. <laughs> okay, well, Jake, thank you very much. All right, well, we'll leave you to conclude your business then. And they kind of share a look. And then they start walking off. Josh, can I do an insight check on what that look was? Yes. Okay. Well, that was pretty bad. Uh, insight, 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 insight. Where is it? Yeah, that's going to be a solid seven. Okay, yep. Uh, he can't pick anything up from that. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. He did feel a little weird about it, though. Okay. Um, was it so, a romantic look, then? <laughs> Does Aegon want to give an insight check? No, that's all right. Aegon doesn't care. Can Bez? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, you guys are all looking at them, so. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Not that good, but uh, better better than um. <laughs> better than a seven. Yeah, a twelve. <laughs> oh, that's pretty, that's okay, well, bad. No, that, was, that was enough. They weren't really hiding anything. Um, Vez can tell that you guys are not in trouble right now, but they definitely think something is up. Okay. You feel yeah, like uh, if you're not careful, this may not be the end of this. Oh my god. So. Like Dan Ferg said, I think we should get a move in. They, I mean, they bought our story for the moment because they can't prove us wrong, but I do think they're going to be following up, so. Oh, isn't it nice that we rushed to get everything we needed? 
Okay, it's fair. You were right, Jasper. Sticks out tongue. <laughs> That's weird. I don't think I've ever seen your tongue before. That was weird. Oh, this, yeah, is, this, is, a, this is an episode human tongue. This is an episode first. <laughs> it's a real flesh tongue. No, Vi- no, I, no I think it's Vi- just colored that way. I think it's just colored that oh. way. It had like hinges in it. What is that saliva, though? Like translucent grease, maybe? Ew. All right, let's go. Let's just go. Let's go, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. And we leave. So yeah, you guys leave. Um, and Fergus is trying to hold back tears as he's limping along with you guys. Good he's job, like, Fergus. You're a hero. That didn't work at all. No, it did, because it threw them off their game. Uh, okay. You did great. Good boy. And he looks at Tuo and he says... That wasn't very nice. Come up with something better next time. <laughs> so where where are you guys going then? To a cave, I guess, or maybe to a shop where they have, um, I, I guess a, a, a swimsuit that we can buy for ourselves. Well, is there anybody else we need to follow up while we're here? I mean, there's lots of influential and smart people. Like a historian, maybe, for the lake? I mean, we could ask. I mean, Vez, you look like a decent human person kind of thing. It's uh, like you could probably go in and not have to worry about anything. <laughs> a thing? A decent you human person You mean I thing? look like a student? That one. Student, yep. That, yeah. Okay. Um, Fergus, do you not know how to heal yourself? <laughs> that's, that's not wizard magic. That's, like, that's cleric stuff. But it's magic. Isn't the point of being a wizard to learn as much magic as you can? Yeah, but wizards don't learn healing spells, Vez. Yeah, Vez, they're not special enough to learn healing spells. Uh, No, it's just the gods. Healing magic comes from the gods, not from the flow of magic. They're not special enough, then. Well, Aegon, since you are special enough, will you heal him so he stops limping? Oh, it's just a flesh wound. He doesn't need healing. Here, I have a healing kit, though. Here, I'll treat it. I'll treat it with a medicine check. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he treats it, and uh, he realizes Tuo didn't even break the skin. Oh my god, what a big baby. Fergus, are you know... What? Nothing, nothing. I'm being I'm being a good person today. We'll see how long this lasts. I haven't decided yet. I'm proud um, of you, Vez. Thank you. I'm pretending to be a college student, so I'm supposed to be nicer? I don't know. No, I didn't that, go to college. I don't think that's the case. Well, I probably shouldn't be... S- Scene beating up other students. Anyways, um, here, Fergus, come on. We've got to go find somebody who knows about uh, the lake. Well, I mean, just like maybe a local historian kind of thing, you know? Like, we had a library person who, like, a lot about the area on the mountain that we were on and knew about how, like, restaurants were made around the place. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Thank you, Phil. You know, she uh, hooks her arm under (laughs) Fergus's (laughs) and drags him along. I want you to go ask that guy. Uh, if he knows where the history teacher's office is. Wait, what? Why? Why me? Because I'm building your confidence. Let's go. Oh, okay, okay. And he goes up to a random student. He says, hey, where, where's the history teacher's office? And the older student just kind of looks down at him condescendingly and then just silently points. And Fergus is like, thanks. Um... Bye. And he runs back over to Vez. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm very proud of you. So that way, let's go. This way, boys. This way. And she like grabs Fergus again and marches to wherever the person <laughs> pointed. <laughs> and then we all slowly pass this older student and just kind of glare at him. 
<laughs> for being shitty. At least Fio does. Axe in hand. He, he looks a little frightened by the giant red man glaring at him. <laughs> Fio needs his confidence back up because he didn't fight very well. So you guys uh, kind of make your way across the campus uh, to another building that looks like it has some maybe some faculty offices in it, uh, but the door is locked. Bez will knock very loudly. I know one answers. Oh, dang. Up there, if, if, if only somebody had a way to uh, get into uh, uh, doors that are locked. Yeah, I mean, you lost your key, so I like we can't get in now. Did did you did you really? Vessel, oh, yeah. look around. Are there any other history esque looking professors with their doors open? Well, you can't even get into the office building, so you uh, wouldn't know. Oh. Oh, the whole building is... I thought it was just like a room. I didn't realize it was a building. No, the whole building was locked. Oh, It doesn't look like there's anyone inside it because this is the middle of the day. Most people are probably teaching. uh, Teaching. Well, let's go do a fun thing. You know, you could just ask like an innkeeper or something if they know anything about local legends. Oh, yeah. We... Dude, we can go see our favorite innkeeper. We can. And get our weapons. But I do... I do want to try one thing, though. And she looks, smiles at Fergus in a way that's, you know, something she's thinking of something and it's probably going to embarrass him. But, and she grabs him. This way, this is where all the students are heading. So this must be where the classes are. She's going to march whatever way a lot of people are going. No, Vez, stop. Vez, stop. No, no, we're going. You need to see what class is like and, and... and I'm not. I'm not enrolled yet. I'll get in trouble. How would they know? I mean, they're wizards. Yeah, there okay. might be some kind of magical barrier on the classrooms that don't let students or people that aren't students in. Well, how I, do I don't they know about have that. people audit their classes to see if they want to see to to take them? They don't. Lame. Let's go Wait. try. She a- she's Aragon literally just thing. trying to drag Fergus into a classroom to make him see what a classroom experience is going to be like and she will embarrass him if that requires what is what is required to get him to sit down in a classroom so it would actually be pretty hard to drag him into a classroom because Vez probably just didn't know much about uh, no, magical schools in general but Nothing. due to the due to the fact that like they're usually smaller on this uh, number of students there she quickly realizes that these classes usually consist of three to four students each and they're oh, less wow. of a class and more of a hands-on magical learning experience. Mm. Lame. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, no, I think that's really cool. Well, I mean, Fio, it sucks, I don't. But no, this is AJ Vez. Okay, we're talking to the gods. Here. Well, AJ, I care less for you because you didn't even help me fight. So, oh, oh, <laughs> extra lame. Oh my! Oh my Man. God! Does anyone sound like they're him. talking history stuff <laughs> when they're passing these tiny little classrooms? Um, no. Or you can't really tell. Hmm. Well, okay. It's a school of magic, not a school of history. <laughs> well, there's a school of magic. There's probably a single history teacher, and you don't know where they are. Darn. Well, we tried. We could still put them in a classroom. What? <laughs> You're still going to shove him in a classroom? Just shove him and run. Just shove yeah, him and run. Yeah, that's kind of what she's thinking. Oh, God. Poor thing. Mm. She looks at Fergus. How mad would you be if I interrupted class? 
absolutely furious. They're <laughs> still weighing it. Oh my god. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, to be fair, Fergus. Fine, not this time. But you do need to get your um, confidence yeah, that, that's, up. That's right, Vez. That, they'll show you to... Do you want me uh, to shove you in a classroom? No, and you won't. Because hey. I don't yeah. want to. Fergus, hey, it's, it's starting <laughs> to become backtalk. Don't backtalk, Vez. Confidence is one thing. Don't backtalk, Vez. Hey, I'll smack you. Theo, don't, don't backtalk, Fergus. <laughs> don't backtalk, Fergus. Yeah, that's, right, that's right, Theo. Don't yeah. backtalk me. Theo smacks him on or... of the head. Hey, Theo, that's abuse. Ow! No, that's a learning experience. That's abuse. Yep, I'm going to have to add this to the sheet. <laughs> you're too, uh, too old barks and agrees with Aegon no, and Gunner. You'd better... You're just saying that because he feeds you scraps off the table, which you're not supposed to have. Listen, Listen, Theo, we're going to have a talk whenever we get done with this this adventure. Oh, are, are we? Yeah, yeah we You've are. been acting yeah. very, very evil lately. Oh, Daddy my God. Daddy going to talk to you. Oh, my God. I'm leaving. I cannot be here right now. You're a horrible person, Aegon. I'm not. I don't hit children. Feel leaves. I don't Feel hit leaves. children. Feel. <laughs> I don't hit children. Feel leaves. Feel leaves. He's not been around. He's this. shouting he's, this. He's and people, people in the courtyard are starting to turn and look. Feel. Um. Maybe we just go this way. I'm um, walking this way. I'm sorry. I just they accidentally. Don't yell way. at me. I didn't do I'm, anything. No, to you're you. like 20 feet away. I'm making sure you can hear me. I can hear you. You always talk very loud. I'm sorry, it's, that's my personality. I know, two, that's what I was going to say. The two security guards show up uh, next to Theo and they say, uh, sir, uh, you're going to have to come with us. No, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Leave me alone. Well, you're, I'm you're, making a, you're making a scene. You're going to have to you're leave with us. You're making a scene. I'm getting out of here. They put their hands on the hilts of their swords. Uh, sir, you're going you're gonna to have to come with us and we will escort you to the front gate. As long as it's to the front gate, I will leave. It's fine. And they just nod and they're like, yeah, it's, it's just to the front gate. Also, you're not He's more of a backdoor back kind of guy. Also, you're not allowed back in here. Well, I wasn't going to want to anyways, but thank you for clarifying. So they escort Theo and they uh, <laughs> nudge Stupid. him out the front gate. Stupid. <laughs> I feel just like waits like thirty feet out of the gate for everybody else. I guess. <laughs> yeah, is he is he part of the staff here? <laughs> no. Oh my god, I was Gunner. with you. Gunner, Gunner wouldn't say that. Yeah, Gunner's like, yeah, we, we, we better get out of here. Is this, you know, I, I think we got what, it, what we need. It's going to be a hard enough time getting back in here as it is, so. I mean, speak for yourself, but that's fine. Yeah, we should probably go. Okay, so you guys uh, depart from the academy and you catch back up with a very angry Theo. And you guys walk back to the cozy corner to get your weapons. And uh, Meowth, you, the uh, halfling, looks like a little anthropomorphic cat. Uh, hops up on top of the bar and he says, So, adventurers, where are you going today? Off on another adventure, I bet. Yep, yep we're going places. Verk-related ver- places, you know. Do you know anything about a haunted cave near the lake? Oh, you mean Death Blight Cave? That's the, well, that's the only haunted cave around here. Oh, uh, jeez. Death Blight. What do you know about it? Why is it called Death Blight? What happens in there? Well, apparently it's haunted. Like people say they hear stuff in their heads, and like uh, people who go in there never come out again. Boo! And he jumps at you, and his hair all stands up on end. But it doesn't do much because ah! he's not very scary. <laughs> uh, Theo like takes a beat. It's like, oh crap! And he goes, ah, ah! 
Jeez, sorry, just, I, I was waiting for, like, an attack. I had to delay just because I had to respond, but gosh, oh, you got me there. That was very convincing, thank you. <laughs> Gunner is actually hiding somewhere now. Gunner, where'd you, where'd you go? Oh, is he gone? Uh, oh, wait. Oh, Matthew, okay, you really sorry. got Gunner. Oh, wow, yeah, was, man. It's pretty, yeah, it was pretty good. Man, what, what a coward. Do you, well, hold on, Matthew, I mean, he's, he's a real scaredy cat, isn't he? Oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> I can't stay mad at you. Oh, That's so hilarious. There you go. Fist bump. <laughs> yeah, he gives you a, a paw bump. Yeah. So were you looking to go there or what? I I think so. We got some really good intel. Um, says it's connected to things. And what? Do you know if they're connected to the lake at all? Like any of the caverns around here? Oh yeah. Like if you go out outside of town, there's like a some hills and kind of some rocky. Uh, areas near the lake, uh, just kind of a little bit to the southeast, a little, uh, a little bit, and uh, that's where the cave is. So most likely, there's going to be a lot of water flow into it. Oh, okay, maybe that explains that note then, huh? Well, yeah, I think during uh, heavy rains, I think the water levels rise, and uh, some of the caves around here do get a little bit flooded. Not, not the haunted caves. I presume the haunted cave too, but the other non-haunted caves do as well. So to to clarify. It- our gear isn't isn't waterproof. Then is is that kind of the the learning from this? Um, Probably, no, that was yeah. just a that was just a hint early on that the cave was going to be half flooded. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you probably really, also pre- our stuff isn't very waterproof. I mean, it might be water resistant because you know it's venturing gear. Well, but, it's like, not really gonna it's not really gonna hinder you basically. I mean, obviously you probably okay. won't want to bring food or papers, but most right. of your stuff is going to be fine. Right, right, right. Bring all of our paper money. Whatever paper money <laughs> exists in this land, it's we gonna bring be in all our of it with us. All of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think we have a good starting point then. Yeah. Thought it'd be just hang out here for a minute. I mean, you know, kind of rest up before we head out. Yeah, just like shortly, just kind of rest. You mean yeah, like so, you mean yeah, like you just want to hang around for an hour and have a meal and then? Yeah, and I could off? use a drink too. I'm really thirsty. You got like water. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. I was, I was about to call you a day drinker, but I guess you're just a water drinker. That's good. Yeah, wait, I mean, yeah, okay. But yeah. yeah, he gets a little aggressive whenever he drinks alcohol. Well, hold on. That's not oh, fair. Oh, me too. Don't, me too. I understand. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, at, least, at least Meowthy understands. I killed a mouse once when I was drunk. Really? Yeah. Yo, this guy chops people yeah, in yeah. half while he's not drunk. Look, hold on, that's not fair. It was like Oh wow, that's twice. bad ass. What well, no, it's still bad. I I didn't Well mean yeah, that's to. why it's part it's part of the word, but it's also ass. Well, I didn't mean to Well I mean well alright. Well I didn't mean to. I was just really angry and I I was trying to kill my friends and I it, look 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 bud, let's let's just go sit at the table. I am gonna play Moo Moo Snoo Snoo, which I haven't played since episode one. So. <laughs> Vez looks at him. I feel like that's my favorite song for some reason, but I don't really remember why. <laughs> you don't remember much of that day, do you? No, not really. Yeah, it's that's probably why. Oh, did you get a concussion or something? Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Blood everywhere. I mean God. Oh wow, man. If we didn't have Aegon, she might have died that night. I'm very good at almost dying. Um, yeah, it's a talent of mine. Or you're just really good at surviving. Oh, I, you hey, know what? Yeah, I like you. Thank you. Um, I like you too, Vez. <laughs> God, I love Meowthy. He's so cool. Meowthy, you, you like me too, right? 
right? <laughs> to a degree. That's a yes. That's a yes, Gunner. Take it as yes. His tail's like flicking a little bit. <laughs> See, it's a yes. Mm. It's a yes, Gunner. It's a yes. Just take it. Okay. While we're having this short rest, uh, Josh, um, if you did want to like uh, speak to the group real quick. Oh, okay. Meowth, you uh, hears uh, Theo kind of get ready for a talk, and he makes himself scarce. You guys are the only people in the tavern right now because it's the middle of the day. Uh, right. But Meowth, you uh, looks at Theo, sees Theo about to start talking, and he scurries into the back room on a on an errand. <laughs> hey, um, uh, what? Well, I've got everybody here. I I wanted to say something. Um, I, wa- I wanted to apologize for for something lately. Um, I've, I've been really on everybody's butts about like everything. And I realize that I kind of overreact sometimes like to crime. Uh, I, especially after today where we went into that room and we took down that thing that was like apparently killing children. And he is obviously a part of the thing that Smills is a part of, or at least in some way. And I get that by being too good sometimes things can go bad. I I kind of understood that, but now I, I really do. And I want to say I'm sorry for being on your butts because I, I grew up with a lot of heroes. And, you know, you get stories once in a while from the main towns down the hill, down the mountain, and, and they're just these great people, these big people who do big things and they take care of others and they always do good. And I just, I wanted to be one of them. And I wanted this group to be heroes to that degree. But I realized that the wor- that being a hero is is very different depending on where you are. And a hero isn't just that ideal. And I, I'm very sorry. I've been on everybody's butts recently. And I, I think it's just because I'm so scared that I'm going to turn into Smills or something. Because like Aegon keeps joking and everything about, I, I've cut people in half. Like like down the middle, and like I've seen their innards, and be- it was because I was angry, and I'm very angry. I mean, I hurt you people, my friends. I dare say even family at this point. Every time I get into a rage, and it 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 hurts me more than you'll ever know, because I it's it's a big story, but I just I don't want to hurt you guys, and I feel like that's all I've been doing lately. And I'm I'm sorry. So that's that's all I have to say. I'm. I just want to say that before we get going, because I I realized that today, and I just want you to know that I see that. Okay, but I was afraid you you were going to say butts one more time, so <laughs> that's good. That you're, uh, you're no, good. my butts quota is is like I get seven a day. I said butts like uh, seven times. Stop. On that- on a more serious note, Gunner, um, <laughs> Theo, something too to kind of keep in mind is that. The stories you hear about your heroes are very black and white and washed. If you, if if basically no, no, they're, I, I they're people too, saying. and they've made mistakes, and but you don't get to hear about those because that doesn't make a good story. Or if you really were to see how you know gray people really are, would they be idolized so much because they're not? I don't know, people don't find them as special anymore because it shows that it actually took effort and trials to get where they are instead of just happening magically, you know? Yeah, no, I I, I can see that now. I no. I still don't consider myself a hero yet because I've made a lot of mistakes, but I, 
I feel a little better now that you say that, just hearing it from somebody else, because I've really been down on myself lately about being not a good guy, and especially with just everything's happening, how many people we haven't saved, it's just been really getting down on me, because that's like what I do as like a living, is I try to save people. And here out here, it's so much harder. And I'm I'm just glad you said that, Vez, because I, hearing it from somebody else just it makes me feel better. What separates a hero and someone else is just common thievery. I feel that like I was aimed at somebody, not me. <laughs> just eyeballing Gunner a little bit. G- G- Gunner Gunner is like looking at the pages on his clipboard. It's like. Man, how do I how do I refill these? Do I go back to, <laughs> I go back to the shopkeeper. God dang it! It's a serious <laughs> moment, Gunner. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you're you're doing you're doing great, bud. Yeah, um, no, that wasn't yeah, Fia saying uh, that was uh, me. So, <laughs> yeah, but by the by the way, um, if I didn't tell you before, heroes aren't real. So um, well, okay. I'm, hold on. So while you guys are talking. Um, Jasper's just kind of sitting back. Uh, he had made a poke at Gunner, and he's looking kind of pleased with himself. Uh, but then he has, his uh, face kind of hardens uh, because across the room he sees something again. He sees Priscilla sitting in a chair with her glowing green amulet around her neck just staring at him. And then in his mind... He sees the entrance to a cave with water pouring down through the cave entrance and spilling down into the depths. And then he's back in the present. He sees Priscilla again. Her eyes have started glowing green, just like the amulet. And then he sees the cave again. He sees deep inside the cave. And he feels a presence press against his mind. And then he's back in the tavern again. And Priscilla is gone. That's the most truly nice thing I've seen in a while. Guys, we need to go to the cave right this second. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.